number two on Canuck Central. If you missed hour one, we had Frank Saravalli join us. His take on what's next for the Maple Leafs and Edmonton Oilers. Also, what a big week it could be for the National Hockey League with a vote going down in Arizona and the Ottawa Senators' ownership bids coming in. I believe the deadline was today for those bids, so they'll be making a decision over the next few days. It's Dan Rachel and Bick Nazar. You can check that out on podcast, your favorite podcatcher. Subscribe, leave a review. That way you never miss an edition of Canuck Central. Of course, during the season, you hear all of our post-game shows, exclusive interviews, inside info, and much, much more. Uh, Did you see JT Miller was golfing today? I was keeping a close eye on it. I was was also golfing today. Not quite as well as JT Miller. (laughs) You're right. Not nearly as well as JT Miller. (laughs) Um, But he shot a six over at his local U.S. Open qualifier. Mm Not bad. You know, he got through the turn. He was like first the, off, first the top off, 10 of the leaderboard. Hey, big congratulations. Like, he yeah. competed in this to have the the score required to even compete in it. Yep. But, yeah, I was keeping an eye on it because, you know, I, I just woke up and I was like, all right, JT's playing today. Let's, yep. let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it hits a bogey on the third or a birdie on the third. And you're like, oh, man, is he, is he actually going to be hanging around here? He was, like, tied for – he was in the top 10 he, through the first nine holes. He was even. I, I think he yeah. was tied for sixth. Wow. And now, mind Pretty you, a bunch good. of guys hadn't teed off yet. Yep, but still, yep. like, you got to be top four and then a couple alternates. Yeah. So he was around there. And then the the, the second, yeah, the, the back nine, it was like bogey, bogey. And I was like, all right, I can just Golf is hard, man. start the rest of my day. Six over for a tournament, like a, like a real tournament. That's yeah. still pretty good for, uh, but hey, for JT Miller. If we're using his round for what could happen in the season, start it hot. <laughs> start it hot. <laughs> JT competing early. That's that's what we want to see in October. Let's bring in our next guest. That is uh, Don Taylor. Joins us every Monday here on Canuck Central. Donnie and Dolly, ten to noon on Check TV. Uh, who's a better golfer, you or uh, you or JT Miller, Donnie? Oh, JT Miller, I'm sure. <laughs> he's probably he's, he's got a lot of time in the summer. So yeah, is that so? Why, mind you? But uh, yeah, I'm, JT Miller by a long shot. I don't know, Donnie. The stories I hear in the Tri Cities are just uh, legendary. Stories of uh, you know, is it tailor made on the course? Like, what, what's going on? It's what I hear around yeah. the, the I, do, uh... I do have tailor made irons, but <laughs> but just by just I just liked them. It wasn't any I pinged before that, but it just I just I just liked them. There was no particular uh, reason uh, a reason for it. it. It doesn't matter. I started late in life. I, I didn't start till I was like 30, 35, 35. and uh, man, it's, it's tough. You know, I didn't have respect for the game before that, and. Uh, I was a lacrosse player, you know, growing up, and uh, that was my summer sport. A little bit of baseball. Never, never played golf at all. It just wasn't in our neighborhood. And uh, but then I realized um, that um, I could come in late to work, and <laughs> if I was golfing, uh, it was okay. Yeah. Like you know, Paul Carson loved his golf, and you know, if I, if I was if I was golfing, it was it was it was okay. That was the only excuse you could use for being coming in late so i thought you know i'm I, i'm into this it's good uh who, who's winning around between you and dolly uh oh let's just say even i don't want to rock the boat or anything like that. Let, <laughs> let's just say let's just say even there's some really good golfers in, in, in the media yeah you know, Murph's a good golfer uh, shorty Short, and murph are pretty good yeah shorty's a, a really good golfer jeff Pat, uh, patterson's a good golfer there's a lot of guys a lot of guys in the media you know a lot of it is i think 
Canucks are out in April, so there's a lot of time. Well, there, there's there's a lot, a, a lot of time, but a lot of us were, and, and like I caught on to this, a lot of us were back in the day. It's still the case, but a lot of us work night shifts, so you're 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 able to do stuff in the morning, mm-hmm. and yeah. sometimes that's around a golf, and a lot of guys do that and take advantage of it. And they're a lot better than I am. So uh, there's been uh, a lot of Schadenfreude going on uh, with the Leafs and the Oilers uh, getting out. Yes, I said Schadenfreude again. So mm-hmm. the, the producers are laughing at me. Um, but uh, there's a lot of that going on with the Leafs and Oilers out, Donnie. It's, it's just I, I, I've always had a laugh with the whole uh, Canadian team thing and the playoffs and whatever else. But you know, when you look at the Leafs and the Oilers. And the teams that they've been able to build and constantly underachieving, it's it's pretty remarkable, isn't it? It, it is. Um, uh, I, I was of two minds. Like, I'm, I'm there. You know, I want to take, you know, I, somebody from Vancouver. I remember 2011 and the rest of the country not being behind uh, the, the Canucks. And look, I grew up here, so I, I do care about that uh, that team. Um, you know, and the, the coverage that comes out of the East with the Leafs sometimes is nauseating. All that. We've seen Edmonton win a million championships, you know, especially somebody my age who's seen them win championships in uh, in the NHL and the uh, and the CFL. But the, the Canadian teams do lend an energy to the playoffs. I'm not disrespecting the American teams or our great American neighbors by any means. But there's just a passion there that you, that comes right through the television screen, and so from that point of view, I I, I felt a little bit I felt a little bit bad. Um, I, I, you know, I I, I want to care about games I watch, and whether you love them or you hate them, you at least feel some emotion when you're watching the Leafs. So that there, there's that. As for Connor McDavid, I just want to see him. I just I love watching him play hockey. I just, just if you haven't seen him play hockey live, it's bucket list. Especially if you're a hockey fan, I, I want to see him do something. You know, before the end of his career, his career's over, and he doesn't win a Stanley Cup. That's going to be a big asterisk. So I felt really strange, conflicted when when they both of them got knocked out. We were talking earlier, um, just in, in in the prep lounge, comparing this Leafs team. They don't have success. They're out in the second round. Is there a comparison to be made between West Coast Express era Canucks and this Leafs era? Oh, that's good. And you know, the the question back then was goaltending too. Yeah, that's, that, that's really good. And all sorts of talent up up front. I don't remember guys making eleven million dollars a year back then. <laughs> of course Canucks. not. Yeah, that, that that that's for sure. But that's 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 not bad. But like a Lester um, B. Pearson winner in in, in Aslan, right? Like yeah, high acclaim. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and you know, like uh, you know, to, to the point where if, if you don't if you don't think that team was all that good, I realize they were younger, but not that young. The Sedins were, you know, they were top six, mm-hmm. uh, but certainly not first liners. It was a really good team, really good team, good on the back end as well, led, led by you know Oland and Jovanovski. That was a really really strong strong team and they just they just couldn't get it couldn't get it done and you know to the point where like the Leafs they won one round in that era Mm -hmm. that was it and so that's a that's a good one again every time I'm on this show 
You guys come up with something that I'm going to steal, and that'll be one that you'll see in our show tomorrow. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I do agree with it. Was it, was it just the, the goaltending that uh, let that era of Canucks hockey down? I have a hard time. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was just the goaltending, but the moment. It certainly wasn't the strongest part of the team. Mm-hmm. The moment was the Nick Lidstrom goal. Yeah, and I, I don't know if they win that series anyway. Thank, you know? Okay, thank you. I, I was arguing with that with these guys yeah. earlier today. Yeah, I mean that that Detroit team in '02 was so powerful. It was just completely stacked. They, they had a hundred million dollar payroll back. There was then. nine Hall of Famers on it, and we talk yeah. about it like, <laughs> oh, they were so close. It was. It just hit the post. It's like there's nine yeah. Hall of Famers on that team. Well, to, to to do what they did in Detroit and come back home and. And, you know, with the chance of upsetting Detroit was, was a big deal. I still, you know, if, if Poutier makes that save, do they win that series? I'm not so sure. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure. It's, it's like it's like the people who talk about Harold Snaps and the giveaway in 82. They weren't winning that series. It didn't. It, you know, the Islanders were, you know, historically good, historically great franchise. It wasn't going to it wasn't going to happen. So I'm not so sure that they, they win that uh, that series. But. I have a hard time. I was reporting back then, going into the dressing room, and you know, Dan Cloutier was just the world's nicest human. Also, really tough. I don't know if you remember his, the fights that he used mm-hmm. to have back in the day. He was kind of a scary guy behind the kindness. And uh, I m- remember one time him, you know, I believe I can't remember who he was with, but um, Tampa Bay. Everything was with with the Rangers and challenging the, an entire bench and. You know, he he's a real tough guy, nice guy, and you you pulled for him. But there there were those moments, especially that one uh, with Nick Lidstrom, where you think to yourself, man, if they had just had a better goaltender, maybe this could be really really special. It does feel like um, you know these playoffs that we're seeing right now. <coughs> there's a little bit more of a I don't know anything can happen feel to it, Donnie. I mean, you have. Carolina with all their injuries still in the conference final. You have the Florida Panthers who got in by the skin of their teeth yeah. and have beaten Boston and Toronto now. Seattle is with a chance to go into the final four here. And we have this debate and, and wonder, is the NHL playoffs as much anything can happen as we make it out to be at times? But I don't know. Feels like this Final Four might be a, a, an argument for yeah. All you need is a chip and a chair in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, okay, exactly. And isn't that frightening for Vancouver hockey fans? Because you just think to yourself, man, Francesco's probably watching this and saying, you, "All you have to do is get in," and Lord knows what could happen. And a lot of people feel, including myself, that's just not not the way to go. But then you look at Florida, like you're right. Florida just just eked into the playoffs and look where they are. Like I I I I believe Carolina will win that series, but the way things have gone, Florida's good. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't be stunned. So I wonder what Francesco's thinking. Like screw this rebuild stuff, which he has done since day one anyway. Let's just get into the playoffs, and you never know. If somebody gets hot, goaltender gets hot, like the way Bobrovsky is. Things things could happen. So. It is a real, real strange Final Four, and I just wonder, you know, what that, but not just Francesco, but what he thinks and other owners around the NHL think. Donnie, how many of these teams would you classify as rebuilding teams, or, or have 
rebuilt because the Kraken and Vegas are expansion yeah. teams. Yeah. Dallas has yeah. been lauded at and laughed at, I would say, as like, oh, they don't really have a plan, and now they've gone to multiple conference finals, yeah. uh, potentially here. Uh, you know, Carolina, they it's, it's just Svechnikov. Uh, was the high pick obviously yeah. Lindholm, but they they, they were just him. bad forever. Yeah, but but they were no the, no no they weren't bad. They were just middle of the road, right? Right. Yeah. The, those Bill yeah. Peters teams, and now Florida, like uh, like Florida was 2013, 2014 when Barkov and and Ekblad arrived. I, I think that I think we can phase out that rebuild phase for them. Well, and, and so I'll focus on Dallas here, and and we uh, we had Tom Gillarney on the show. And we asked him that question: Are "You you a fan of of, of of a rebuild, or of not 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 for that this current Dallas team, but just in general?" And I just assumed that he would say that, "Yeah, he, he would do it. He would he would rebuild if he was in the position that Canucks were." I just assumed he'd do that, given the history between him and Francesco Aquilini. And he said, "No, I don't. I, I don't think rebuild's the way to go. I, I don't think it's." I think you know you, you have a good foundation and you build around that foundation, get into the playoffs, and and hope to win. And look look what's happening in the playoffs right now. I'm not going to change my opinion, but it was interesting that somebody you probably knows a little bit more about building a team like like Tom Gillardi say that when you know he had every reason I think to say no. Whatever the Canucks are doing, I hate uh, given the history. But it's 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 a real interesting time, but. You know, you look at Colorado has high draft picks on, you know, on their team. They they went to, to the bottom. Tampa Bay high draft picks. So that it, I think over time, by and large, you're going to see teams that you know went to the bottom and worked their way up. More more often than not, they're going to be the ones that end up hoisting the cup. But this year is is really interesting, and I'm sure it makes a lot of people think, no, that's not the way to go. You think um, Seattle is giving an argument for? Because the league in the salary cap era has been prioritizing stars, right? Well, you got to pay your stars, and then you figure out the rest of your lineup yeah. after that. Whereas Seattle, it's kind of like, we didn't have any stars available to us, so we're just taking every team's second liner and second pair defensemen. <laughs> and here they are, almost in the, into the final four. Do you think it changes the mindset of how to go about building a hockey team? Well, I think speed is big. I think it's the same with Vegas the first year. If you remember, it was more about speed than anything else with yeah. the Vegas in that first year. Seattle's really fast. You can get that nowadays in that expansion draft. Um, it just seems that they have a lot of second-line players, and you can get that in expansion draft now, whereas, whereas you couldn't. And everybody's fast. Everybody's hungry. Everybody has a chip on their shoulder. It's the NHL today, which means everybody's talented uh, you know, to some extent. Uh, you know, there's there's just more balance with that team. The other thing that I really noticed, and, and Rick Tockett hinted at this a lot, and that's the size on defense with with Seattle. Tampa, big defense as well. It just seems that, you know, and, and obviously they're, they're going to be exceptions. A lot, you know, Vegas, when they came into town the last time, Tockett was nothing but full of praise for their size, especially on the blue line. So, uh, speed, size on the blue line, get a hot goaltender, some parity throughout your lineup. I guess th- th- things could happen again. I'm, I, that wouldn't be the way I would build it if I was owning a team, but it really seems to be working. But not a lot is said about that, but I think Rick Taka would agree that size on the blue line is a, is a big, big deal. Yeah, I do try to look at you know every Final Four and just say, okay, what 
things can you take out of this? And, you know, the goaltending one to me is, is one that's going to stand out is here we are again. And it's not yeah. exactly like stalwart names that are advancing here. It, like Bobrovsky's the the pick of the litter here. And he's been the butt end of a lot of punchlines for the past three seasons. Yeah. You know, what, what, what are, what are the people in Toronto thinking about Freddie Anderson right now mm-hmm. what, and what yeah. he's done? I know, you know, the, the knock on him is he can't, can't stay healthy, but right now he looks pretty good. Uh, Bobrovsky's been great. Now you kind of see what people were thinking, you know, when, when he signed that big, big contract. The other thing with Bobrovsky that I don't get, I just talked about size on defense. Man, he looks small. He is small. He's a really slim guy. And yet, he, just technically, everything's really, really working for him uh, right now. And, you know, the same goes – well, Ottinger's really good. You, you know, he may be the best of the – of the goaltenders that are of the five goaltenders who are left, but it's just really, really interesting right now. Donnie, uh, enjoy the heat wave. We'll talk soon. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) So last conditioning going, well, though last year, uh, because of the 17 buyouts I've had after getting let let go by various networks, (laughs) we had, we had some money in, in the bank and we thought to ourselves, hot tub or AC, which where, what do we do? you know, uh, for the household. Do we go for the hot tub? Do we go for the air conditioning? And then we actually went out and bought a hot tub. We went and bought a hot tub and, and we didn't get it installed yet. We decided uh, after a few weeks that, you know what, that's not the smart decision. Let's go air conditioning <laughs> instead. And man, am I, uh, we, we decided to change our mind. I'm sure the people that we bought the hot tub off of weren't happy, but we decided <laughs> to change our mind, got the air conditioning installed. Man, I'm telling you, I can't, I, I realize it's not, you know, it's not, you know, people have to get bought out a lot in order to afford it, but man, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a really good decision. Love it. It's clutch. Yeah. Uh, love to hear it, Donnie. Thanks for this. Anytime guys. Lots of fun. Uh, there's Don Taylor. I had to go hang out in the movie theater yesterday. Oh, yeah? Just because. Just it was like, hey, you want to go watch a movie? And I was like, no, but I want to sit in an air-conditioned room, and I'll be entertained for a couple hours. It's too much of a sauna? Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Midday. At least at night, it's still a I little face cooler west, too, right now. It's, just, it's the worst. Ooh. It's, it's tough. Yeah, I got a north-facing place, yeah. so I don't get a ton of direct sunlight in. As soon as 2 o'clock hits, it's just, <laughs> just cooking. It's a schwitz. Reach, we know, doesn't have an air conditioner. Do you yeah. have an air conditioner? No. I wouldn't have an issue then, or less of an issue. Right. But uh, but so you haven't taken any precautions to not have any more issues yet. Just fans hmm. cranking at full blast, multiple fans, windows <laughs> open. It does nothing. Yeah. It's, You're it's blowing like, hot air at you. It's like the goggles. They're they're useless. <laughs> it's uh it's a tough scene. It's That's why I was like Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's go. I I've. I've Set on these airwaves. Yeah. I'm out on Marvel. I'll watch, like, Spider-Man. I'll watch Avengers when they make them. So you still watch, like, all the Marvel movies? No, no, the, the main ones. Okay. But, like, the like Guardians of the Galaxy, I, I just, I don't have a lot of energy for it. And oh. how e- was your popcorn e- yesterday, Eternals? Back? Yeah. Again, the whole selling point was popcorn and AC. Yes. And I'll go watch a movie. And? The popcorn wasn't that great. How do you screw up popcorn? It's popcorn. I, I'm with you. It's hard to screw up popcorn. A lot of salt. Like an aggre- like as if it was going to expire. They're like, we have to get rid of this salt. It's like, how do you screw up a frozen hamburger? You know, like cooking it all. <laughs> you know, it's popcorn. Too it's much popcorn. salt on the popcorn. A lot, a lot. You don't. Like, I, I woke up in the middle of the night thirsty, and I was like, oh, I need water. <laughs> do you ever add butter at the movie theater? 
Oh, it's power yes. move, isn't it? The like, seventy cents for when for they the ask or when you go not, and put it in. Not yourself. the popcorn topper. No, like add no, butter it, when they ask. Yeah, I always, automatic. always, automatic. Yeah, never. So I'm it's not easy. a. Now Ben said seventy. I don't know cents. what fake butter they're it, giving you, it, but it, I don't. It used like to it. be eighty cents. Yeah, is it seven? Oh, I didn't say that. Who How much is it? seventy? Okay, whatever. Seventy cents. It's worth it. It it was a buck twenty yesterday. A oh, buck whoa. twenty and for I was, butter. I was stunned. Rip off. Yeah, I was a bit stunned. I was By like, I'm still, I'm, I'm still doing it. Yeah, but I'm still doing that for sure. That's a lot for butter. The main reason is I don't trust what's in at least behind the counter. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, it's behind the counter. The the one that's like in the the the, the cabinet unit. I was like, I'm not trusting what's in that. <laughs> I think they're both equally untrustworthy. So we we know Bick is okay with paying it like an extra buck for dipping sauce or butter. <laughs> I like if it's over fifty cents, I ain't getting it. I'll admit. I don't like, know. It's the principle. A, a buck twenty I don't need really dipping irked me. sauce that much. Yeah, a, a buck twenty irked me. Yeah, I think it makes a significant difference. It, it really does. Like when you're eating chicken strips, but the and you the run popcorn's out of sauce, you're like, already this is buttered. It's, yeah, but it's, it's like, butter flavored. Sometimes Pop- you need more. <laughs> yeah. How much more do you need? Then your hands get all gr- like super greasy. That's the appeal of popcorn, oh, isn't yeah, it? Man, it's all part of going to the theater. Can't, can't do it. My fiance will get popcorn every time we go, but she does not put any butter on it. No. Does not like the butter. Don't Cheddar need the powder or anything? No. Well, if we're at home, she'll throw some powder on there. I, I don't get the powders. I'll get I'll throw like some popcorn's M- already so good on its own. I'll throw some M and M's in there or something. Yeah, I'll throw candies. Yeah. I knew this couple that would like make extravagant move. different types of popcorn. Like seasonings, candies. It's too much. It was always like very interesting to watch. I don't get the people that like order movie popcorn on Uber Eats. So I have been sent to the theater. Like, I'll walk in and be like, hey, I'm just going to buy some popcorn. No. Yeah. Really? Multiple times. Okay, but so how, you're, you're how getting close? ready to, like, watch Netflix at home. Yeah, I'll be like, hey, we're like, it's an in-home movie night. We know we want to watch this movie that's on Netflix or whatever. And but, to make it a little more special, I'll be like, hey, I'll go get you some popcorn from the movie theater because that'll enhance your movie experience. What's different about the movie theater popcorn tastes versus way better. What? It tastes way yeah, better. Yeah, it tastes way better. She has like she'll have microwave popcorn on hand. Yes. But it's just the the movie theater one is way better. Okay. Uh how far is the is movie theater to your place? Like... <laughs> uh less than 10 minutes. Oh, okay. okay. That, 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 it's not too bad. That's a reasonable distance. And, like, when I go there, I'll stop. It's the one by Guilford Mall, so I'll stop in the Walmart and get myself some, like, peanut butter M&M's or whatever. I can subscribe to this. Yeah. It's a lot of work, though. It is. It is. Like, wouldn't you rather just invest in a popcorn popper and and have that at home? Uh, I still think it's not the same. But, like, on the hierarchy. It's it's, better than microwave. It's it's movie popcorn is number one. Mm -hmm. By the way, like, Roger's Arena popcorn, I... (laughs) Look, the reason I'm so addicted to popcorn is Roger's Arena popcorn. Yes. I, I don't know if it's great. Both you and Sat indulge an incredible amount it's, of popcorn it's during hockey games. It, it's become Pavlovian that like I need popcorn <laughs> when I'm watching hockey. That like in my mind, like we're watching replays of the. So uh, how much popcorn are you having for Game Seven tonight? A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You should stop at the movie theater on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a move. But yeah, I think number one is movie popcorn. Number two, Rogers Arena popcorn for me. Yeah. Uh, number three is. Popcorn popper. If you can invest in one of those, or or even do it on the stove. Yeah. I, honestly, I haven't tried it. And again, I'm not a I'm not a popcorn guy, so I don't know if she even likes it. But um, Chef Swagger from Hell's Kitchen. 
always asking for butter and make sure it's layers beat yeah. best $1 spent. Yeah. But that one's... Layered is such a vet move. But, like... It's just such a hassle for the people to do it. Yeah, you also got to trust the person behind the, the, the counter. It's like, are they going to do it well? Right. I, mm. I'll, I'll just I'll just say $1. If they do it on their own, I, I wish I could tip more. New York fries, poutine, extra cheese, layer the cheese. Heard it here first. Really? That's how you. That's how you do it. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's not very seventy-five medium. Yeah, it's not very seventy-five medium there, Ben. I was laughing at a text. Okay, okay. I tuned in, spending my time listening about popcorn. Can you please answer one question? Does Ronick need surgery, and how is his rehab going? <laughs> this is the thing. Also, does he like movie theater popcorn, yeah. or uh, does he get butter on it? Locker. One thing I do know: if we did ask Philip Ronick that question, he would answer with a one-word answer. <laughs> That much I do know. So long as it pops. As far as his uh, off-season recovery is going, it was never going to be a surgery, and uh, he is just going through rehab. There you go. So, there's that. Uh, Overrated, underrated. Oh, we can't do that today. Sorry. I mean. Colonel seasoning, overrated. We're close enough to the summer that we can make an exception. Underrated. What? Ketchup? Colonel's seasoning. No, not ketchup. Mm. Like cheddar. The pickle one is pretty good. Dill pickle? If, if you like pickle. Mm. White cheddar. Dill pickle chips, fine. Dill pickle popcorn, not so much. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. It is uh, Dan Richo, Bick Nazar. You are listening to Canuck Central.